our Friday feature, Holiday Hotspots on the Silk Road. Let me just recap a few things from last Friday when we focused on Iran. My guest on the line was Will Hatton, intrepid traveller, blogger and founder of the Brokeback Packer. It's an interesting story because I met him when I was visiting northern Pakistan and we were both climbing up the scenic Altit Fort in the Hunza Valley. And we literally bumped into each other. And in our chat, I found out just how much he had traveled on the Silk Road. And who better to tell us about it on the holiday hotspots? He's been traveling around for a decade, hitching, trekking, camping. And he's on the line now from Bali for his insight into northern Pakistan. Good afternoon to you. Good. Yes, it is afternoon in Bali. Good afternoon to you, Will. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks very much for having me back on the show. Great. Okay. Now, last week we were talking about um, Iran, and this week it's um, northern Pakistan where we met. So, where are we going to start? Well, I think I think we have to start in Krimavad, really, because Krimavad has for a long time been uh, the tourist centre of northern Pakistan, and is where most people start their uh, northern Pakistan adventures. It is an absolutely fascinating city perched strategically above the old Silk Road. And back in the day, the uh, warrior kings who used to run Krimabad, they would often come out of their forts, the one which we met in actually, and uh, would plunder and steal from the merchant caravans. They had an absolutely excellent view of the road below them. So yeah, Krimabad is for sure one of the best places to visit in northern Pakistan and this is where most people will start their adventure. Okay, so you can obviously start it in different places like I suppose if you were coming with a family you could probably go to Islamabad and then take a car from there and start off too could you? Yeah, you could. I mean, there are also um, domestic flights which um, it used to be the case a couple of years ago that almost 50% of all flights um, between Lahore, Islamabad, up into the mountains, whether you were flying up to uh, Krimavad or onto Skardu, like 50% of the flights were cancelled, but it's gotten much, much better recently. And now it's only about 20% of the flights that are cancelled. And <laughs> um, so it, flying is definitely the most comfortable way to get up there because it's only an hour and it is an absolutely stunningly scenic flight as well. I mean, you are flying over some absolute giants of the Karakoram and the pilot will normally um, point, you know, various mountains out. So if you can fly, I would definitely recommend flying. But I think if you're planning on flying, you need to be prepared to maybe have a backup plan. All right. Okay. And how about like um, visas and things like that? Do you need any, do you need to do any preparation before you start off? So until very, very recently, um, visas for Pakistan were very, very complicated. And you could only apply for a visa when you were actually in your home country, which made things very complicated if you were already on the road. There was a lot of supporting documentation that was required. However, with Imran Khan coming into office in Pakistan, he has relaxed everything. It's been really, really great for Pakistan. It's now much, much easier to get a Pakistani visa. You can um, get one online if you apply about a week before you go. It's, it's really very, very simple. And for some countries, you can even now get a visa on arrival. So it's getting much, much simpler. Now, tell me, um, the one thing I remember when I went to Pakistan, nobody actually, northern Pakistan, that is, nobody actually told me what it was going to be like. But we are talking about the Karakoram Highway majority of the time that you are on. And if you're in the car compared to trekking or anything, yes. that is pretty treacherous, isn't it? 
It, I mean, it's, it's actually very interesting because Pakistan has, in my opinion, some of the best roads in the world and some of the worst roads in the world. Um, but the Karakoram Highway, which I mean was built um, by the Chinese and the Pakistanis, is a marvel of the engineering world. I mean, it's carved straight through the mountains. Um, there's not too much traffic. I, I've driven on that road extensively on a motorbike. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and <laughs> off of the Karakoram Highway, you've got all of these, well, dirt roads, you know, so sometimes you're riding along what is literally just a dried up riverbed and you'll be riding for a couple of hours and you'll come to a village in the middle of nowhere where nobody speaks English. They probably haven't seen a foreigner for a few years. They'll invite you in, give you a glass of chai, and that's just Pakistani hospitality. Yeah, so now that's the geographical location. Describe what you're looking at because there are some amazing, I mean, you've got the Rakaposhi mountain range, you've yeah. got the Karakoram Highway, and then you've got the three mountains meeting as well, haven't you? Yes, I mean, Pakistan, if you were into your mountains, Pakistan is simply the best destination in Asia. I mean, I've been very lucky and I've traveled all over Nepal, Tibet, Bhutan, India. I've, I've followed the Himalayas as far as I can, as often as I can. And the uh, mountains that are in Pakistan are unlike anywhere else. For starters, it's actually very, very easy to access the mountains. If you, were to go, if you wanted to go to Nepal, for example, and wanted to see some mountains there or to go hiking, you're going to have to trek for three or four days before you get to anything particularly interesting. In Pakistan, if you're willing to walk for two or three hours, you can get up to the Fairy Meadows, which gives you an absolutely stunning... It's so high up, isn't you it? Know, I mean, Nangababa is the ninth highest mountain yeah. in the world, and it is just unreal. So, what? yeah, I mean, the mountains there are perfect they are untouched and they are easily accessible okay so now the highlights obviously there's a there's a lot there in terms of if you are a tracker you want to go to the mountains and obviously just follow the silk road you do actually see when you're when you're on the karakoram highway you do actually see the old silk road as you're going yes. along it which i thought was amazing um the other place i thought i found amazing was the was the Atabad lake which was amazing yes. Yeah, absolutely stunning. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a huge amount of natural beauty in Pakistan. There's also a lot of history um, and a lot of like really interesting um, cultural areas because Pakistan is very broken up in that you'll, you'll have a group in one valley who are completely different to the group in the next valley over. And until very, very recently, they'd never had any contact with each other because there just wasn't the infrastructure. Pakistan is obviously... Um, maturing very very fast now and is opening up very very fast but you've still got these wonderful cultural traditions all across the country so whilst it is a stunningly beautiful place to go there's also a lot of really interesting history and culture there as well mm. okay and um how about the people as you met them if we could get you a little bit louder that'd be great <laughs> yeah sure. we're still yeah, having problems no so you can shout to I me if you yeah. like I will shout. Yeah, the people in Pakistan are some of my favorite people. I've traveled extensively and the hospitality that I have experienced in Pakistan has been second to none. A pretty good example of this is um, when I was riding my motorbike across Pakistan uh, earlier this year, I think I broke down maybe 20 times i had a lot of a lot of mechanical problems with my bike um and i'd be in the middle of nowhere and there'd be like some shepherd on the horizon and i'd be trying to fix my bike and five minutes later he'd be at my elbow 
trying to get under this bike and fix it for me. Um, and it, it was it was amazing. That sounds great. Honestly, if I hadn't had people to help me with my bike, it would have been a very, very different experience. That's amazing. Um, That's the food great. is fantastic. Everywhere you go, people don't really speak very much English in the mountains a lot of the time if you're in the more remote areas. But wherever you go, you will be invited in for a glass of chai. And if you need somewhere to sleep, people will put you up. So it's just a very warm, hospitable culture. Super. And any kind of like uh, we've seen with the highlights, any kind of lowlights, any things that you think that people should be careful about? I mean, can a woman go along there and travel alone? Yeah, good good questions. So th- there are a couple of lowlights. I think um, the biggest lowlight with Pakistan is that a lot of people traveling to Pakistan do end up getting some kind of stomach illness. Oh, yeah. um, you, you can avoid this, but you just have to be really, really careful um, with water, basically, because the water just sometimes isn't clean, uh, um, You know, using hand sanitizer, stuff like that. I didn't get sick the last time I was there, but I have been sick every other time I've been. So, um, you know, normally you will get sick for a couple of days and then it kind of uh, it goes away. Um, but the other real low light about Pakistan is there is in parts of the mountains a real problem with plastic pollution, uh, which unfortunately yeah, I people just don't really realize. Um, there are now there is now quite a lot of really awesome homegrown Pakistani initiatives that are um, being put together to help clean up the mountains and reduce the amount of plastic waste is there. So that's really, really great. I think as a foreigner, whenever you go to Pakistan um, or somewhere which just doesn't have good waste management facilities, it is your responsibility to make sure that you're not leaving any plastic waste. So um, whenever I travel there and on all of our tours, we, we just use refillable water bottles. We, we never buy water because, you know, there's plastic water bottles everywhere. They're in the rivers, they're in the mountains. And um, luckily, Pakistan is big and it's beautiful and there's still plenty of areas that are untouched. But obviously, you want to try and reduce that. As for women, yeah, I mean, there are quite a lot of women who have traveled solo in Pakistan. Um, there's some really awesome uh, female adventurers who have uh, been out there. Is Pakistan completely safe for women? No, but no nowhere is. Um, it's significantly safer, in my opinion, than other countries like India. Um, but, you know, I think wherever you go, if you're in a rural area and you are a woman and you're by yourself, yeah. as long as, you're, as long as you know, you're not smiling and waving at a group, yeah, and you don't you're stand probably going to be fine. You know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. because I think um, just respecting the culture and just perhaps, you know, just the attire, you're not going to go around with shorts and a T-shirt on, on, a, on a motorbike or anything like that. You really just need to make sure that you blend in with the locals and you are dressed appropriately exactly. and things like that. Yes. Yeah, and it helps, I suppose, just to perhaps pick up a little a few words of the language here and there because they do appreciate, like anywhere, I think people do appreciate it if you use um, a couple of words just to say thank you and things Definitely. like that, you yeah. know, so that makes a difference. Okay, and in terms of budget-wise, it's quite reasonable. Once you're there, it's not a problem. Nothing is really too it's, expensive. It's very, very, very cheap. I mean, yeah. um, you, you, you could do it on $20 a day and it would be fine. Um, a more reasonable budget is, you know, fifty dollars a day, and you can share a decent hotel room with somebody, eat in restaurants three times a day. It, it is a cheap country. Um, there isn't much in the way of good value, high-end accommodation. Mm. It just hasn't been built yet. Yeah. But there is a lot of good budget and mid-range accommodation. That's brilliant.
Okay, well, listen, thank you very much for your time. And um, just to remind people that if you want to have a look at some of these things and also find out a little bit more detail about about what um, Will's been speaking about, you can actually go to my Facebook page, that's Sadi Osmani on Radio 3 RTHK. And um, I've got some lovely pictures of Will in there on a really nice suspension bridge, which looks a little <laughs> bit... Um, uh, it's it's not as solid as I would want it, but um, but you seem to be doing that, all right. That's actually one of the safer ones. <laughs> well, I went on one and it was pretty solid. Um, but this one, actually, if you look at the picture on Facebook, um, there is a big, you know, where you're holding on to the side of it. Uh, there's <laughs> yeah. not a lot there to protect you from falling in from the side of it. But I suppose no, that's definitely not. <laughs> that's part of the adventure Will thank you so much for your time today and uh, I'm sure people will go into Facebook and have a look at some of those pictures but thank you ever so much do you want to leave us with just one highlight of Pakistan that you sure, want to promote to sure. people I think, I think it's important to realise that Pakistan has had a really bad reputation in the media for the last few years and for anybody who still has reservations about Pakistan I advise you just to go because it is an absolutely stunning country it has real adventures real rivers real mountains real people it is just one of the most raw travel destinations I've ever been to in a good way and not many so, yeah, people are going there at the moment <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much, Will. Enjoy your time in Bali. I'm sorry if the line was slightly kind of low level here, but uh, it's a long way away. All right, take care yeah, then. Sorry. Thanks no a lot. Worries. See you Have then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.